This is the Turf Show Times Draft Radio Audio Podcast with a host who will discuss certain football-related things as it pertains to the LA Rams and the 2020 NFL Draft. As such, this episode of a podcast has the topic of giving a grade to the selection of safety Terrell Burgess by the Los Angeles Rams, formerly the St. Louis Rams, in the third round of the 2020 NFL Draft at the pick number 104, meaning that there were 103 picks after and 100 and so picks excuse me, 103 picks before and 100 and so picks after. The draft uh, round three happened on a Friday, April 24th, 2020. And this podcast will give a grade to Terrell Burgess. So let us begin, and we'll attempt not to do that as well. So let us begin by speaking of the Los Angeles Rams and the pick of Terrell Burgess. The Burgess is a safety although he could just be classified as defensive back, and some would speculate that this guy is going to be the starting nickel cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams when the next season begins, with or without fans, and whenever that moment is ready to transpire for America and the world at large. So as far as that goes, what would Terrell Burgess fall in as a need? Well, you know, that is one thing that can confuse a lot of people as far as the importance to it, how it relates to a draft pick. Um, the LA Rams, it appears, could be you know selecting players who do not fill needs for the team. If you were looking at them last season and looking at the roster and presuming what the roster will look like next season and what the starters will look like next season, but then also just presuming that a team should only be drafting players based on their needs if the season were to start today. And there are so many problems with that that I cannot even begin to address them. But, you know, I would say if you really want to do a good job of addressing needs or looking at what a team should do to address needs, you have to look two to three years out. And that is clearly what Les Snead and the Rams are doing this weekend, although I think we could also talk about the fact that given the constraints of 2020, the shorter offseason, the less amount of time with rookies perhaps, the potential postponement of the season and running games without fans and having less time with your rookies, I think the LA Rams would also and several other teams may, in fact, just decide that we're going to take all of the players that we feel are the best at that particular moment in the draft, the the absolute best player we can add to our roster, because things are going to be so messed up, potentially, that we just want to come out of this in two years with a much better and more talented roster, because... You know, you cannot predict which players are going to be able to stick around. And as was pointed out by the brilliant Turf Show Times commenters, several of you, that the L.A. Rams, you know, this could be matched up with their 2021 free agents or potential cap casualties that would make sense because, as you know, the L.A. Rams have a host, a litany perhaps even, of cap problems. And I would say that that could potentially be what you would see here. And Terrell Burgess is a safety slash perhaps cornerback. And 
I think that you know, and he's been compared by some of you to Lamarcus Joyner, which would uh, definitely fit the need of a guy who is a safety and a cornerback. And with the loss of Nickel Roby Coleman as the Nickel Corner Coleman, I would say that that could make perfect sense. And you know, they've got Taylor Rapp, and they've got. John Johnson and could John Johnson, who was a 2017 draft pick, you know, this would be the end of his contract in 2020. But uh, if they were looking to move on from John Johnson, then clearly Terrell Burgess could be the guy who fits that need, perhaps. Um, and I would say that that is one reason to think of that, just like Terrell Lewis. You know, he's a, a linebacker, an edge player. The team signed Leonard Floyd. They could see Floyd and Lewis hopefully. You know, I think that if Floyd has a good season, they're going to try to retain him, although we saw with Dante Fowler just how difficult that would be and how unrealistic it was given their cap constraints. And we don't know, I don't know personally yet, what Jared Goff's contract looks like in the next couple of years based on his restructuring and moving some money around this week in order for them to sign Sean Robinson and Leonard Floyd. But I think we can all agree that um, the, the best case scenario for the Rams would be that Leonard Floyd is good and Terrell Lewis is healthy and good and that they both uh, play well and that Leonard Floyd is able to be re-signed. But if there comes a, a time where you know Leonard Floyd plays well and cannot be extended and you know hopefully they would get a third-round compensatory pick or a fourth-round compensatory pick for the loss of that, but that's neither here nor there, then they would have Terrell Lewis. And in the same sense, they would have Terrell Burgess if they uh, part ways with John Johnson um, and clearly if he's just going to be worked out as a cornerback then at least Terrell Burgess has one of the if not the best cornerback in the game and Jalen Ramsey in order to give him his thoughts on playing the position of cornerback he's got Troy Hill and you know he's got a bunch of other guys Brandon Staley the defensive coordinator and, and so on and so forth but I think at least you would know that in this secondary for the Rams with John Johnson Taylor Rapp Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey that to have Terrell Burgess thrown in there, you know, if he is at all a good player, if he is at all a, uh, you know, a guy that's ready to come in and, and put his head down and say, I'm going to just blend in right now. And I just want to blend in and help out and I'll play on special teams and do everything it takes. Then he's going into a good situation. As I mentioned uh, with Van Jefferson, the Rams second round pick at pick 57, a wide receiver where it seems like this is a, a good opportunity for Van Jefferson to come into a situation where they already have Cooper cup and Robert Woods and Jared Goff and Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett and a lot of other pass catchers. So that way Van Jefferson can, can sort of just blend in and have a, a good support system around him and Van Jefferson again a wide receiver comes in and we know that Brandon Cooks went out although we also know that Robert Woods contract um, is up in a couple years but could potentially be a cap casualty or trade candidate if things got too bad with the salary cap and Cooper Cup is a free agent in one year and I don't see any way that the Rams let Cooper Cup get away if you're going to extend Tyler Higby, if you're going to extend Rob Havenstein, if you're going to extend some of those guys, I can understand not extending Dante Fowler and Corey Littleton even because, you know, I think Corey Littleton is a, a great player, but maybe at middle linebacker and just looking around at some of the other choices you made, obviously at that point, I wouldn't necessarily have chosen a, a player or two over. I definitely would not have chosen Todd Gurley over Corey Littleton at any point. Um, and that's, that's my opinion. And certainly I think some people would disagree with that because we're talking about the Todd Gurley 
prior to uh, 2018 uh, when he signed that extension, although they had opportunities to get away from it and save some money after the fact, and they did not do that. But uh, anyway, I, I do see how – I just don't see how Cooper Cup – uh, one of the top five players on the team uh, could be let go. So there's that. But if they do extend Cooper Cup and start paying him $15 million per year, that becomes more difficult to have Robert Woods, hence Van Jefferson. And, uh, and Cam Akers is just a, a fits in. Obviously, without Todd Gurley, they had a running back opening. Uh, they definitely had a starting running back opening. And then you get Cam Akers. But in the sense of Terrell Burgess, who this podcast is about, you know, I have not seen too many people have negative feedback to the Terrell Burgess pick other than some people would have liked offensive line to be addressed. And that is understandable for not just for the L.A. Rams, who had a better offensive line from 2017 to 2018 and then a poor offensive line in 2019. And they would like to get it back to those pre-2019 levels. Understandable. But every team, yes, of course, would like to improve their offensive line. I think that this offensive line class uh, has been deemed strong at the tackles. But unfortunately, that did not help the Rams because... All, uh, most of those strong tackles were off the board, if not all of them, by the time the Rams were on the clock at 52. And not that strong interior. And I think that players like, and I cannot properly pronounce, I mean, you can hear my words come out of my mouth, and this whole time you've been thinking, this guy sucks at talking. He sucks at speaking, and I wish that I could turn off this podcast, but instead I'm going to listen to the whole thing and then later on tell him how much I hated it and that he sucks. So that being said, I want to speak on what I was speaking on, which was uh, Terrell Burgess, an offensive line, and that clearly if I, oh, I don't know how to say Tyler Beata's. That's what I'm saying. That may be how it be spoken. Uh, the interior offensive lineman from the University of Wisconsin who, you know, a lot of people said, I think this guy might be a, an early second round pick. The, the Rams passed on him in the round two, and they passed on him in round three. And spoiler alert, they pass on him in round four when they select tight end Bryson Hopkins. So, And then he finally does get drafted as the last pick of round four. And the L.A. Rams clearly said, you guys are wrong. Anyone out there who wants us to draft Tyler Biotis, he is not a future starter in this league. We like Brian Allen, Osden Blythe. Joe Noteboom, uh, I'm going off the top of my head. Give me a, a second here. Uh, what did I say? Brian Allen yet? Uh, Bobby Evans and uh, David Edwards. I'm throwing some offensive line names out there. And I think that clearly they just don't feel the way that some people feel about Tyler Beattas. And the other offensive linemen on this board, they feel strongly that they are getting players who can help this team and that they're going to work with the offensive linemen that they've drafted in the last two years in the middle of the rounds at the point where people want them to do it again. And it could be interesting to just be like, well, you're going to criticize the pick of Bobby Evans or D David Edwards, maybe not these players specifically, or Brian Allen, definitely. Uh, Austin Corbett, a fifth-round pick traded for Austin Corbett. I mean, if you can't criticize those because it's like, well, you didn't pick a good offensive lineman, and yet at the same time, looking at their picks in rounds two, three, and four, and saying, I don't care who it is, just pick an offensive lineman. And that seems like how you get Brian Allen. So the LA Rams instead choose Terrell Burgess, and uh, at this particular point in the draft, pick 104, safety, 
seems to be a guy who can help them at the uh, nickel spot potentially and work with a really good system there in terms of uh, a good support system because the Rams do have a talented secondary. They just don't have perhaps enough depth and they don't have enough health and they need to get the uh, chemistry all together because, you know, Jalen Ramsey's only been there for a half a season um, and John Johnson missed, uh, you know, last season and um, Taylor Rapp was only a rookie last season. So I think, you know, when you really look at it and you look at the Rams secondary and hope for uh, something better, I think you can be encouraged perhaps just in the fact that they clearly have five or six guys to start and to regularly play in the secondary. They just don't have those five or six guys regularly on the field together. And whenever the offseason starts to happen and the practices and the uh, training camp and all that kind of stuff, that's the first time that you'll really get – Hopefully, as long as they're all healthy, uh, Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess, uh, Troy Hill, all those guys on the field at the same time working together. And uh, that's when we can really see just how good this secondary could be together. We know up front they've got Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, Michael Brockers. So they got a very strong f- defensive front line in a 3 4. Uh, and they've got. I think a very talented secondary with one of the the greatest corners in the NFL. And I think, you know, one of the best young safeties and they've added Burgess now. And certainly there's some stuff there. And I think uh, clearly their deficiencies at this point would be in the linebacking corps uh, core. And that's where, you know, we're just going to find out what Terrell Lewis and Leonard Floyd are really made of in Brandon Staley's defense. So, As far as the selection of Terrell Burgess, everyone pretty much likes the player. Everyone pretty much likes the fit. Not everyone likes the choice as opposed to some other choices, but I don't think that that matters because we don't know if that's a right decision or a wrong decision. If Terrell Burgess turns into another Taylor Rapp and and Tyler Biotis is out of the league in a year or two, how can anyone say this was a bad pick? I mean, how? It just doesn't make any sense. Need? I need to know when the next season is going to start before I can start talking about need. And nobody knows when that is. So uh, at this point, if you want me to give a grade of the Rams selection of safety Terrell Burgess out of Utah with the 104th pick in the 2020 NFL draft held remotely and virtually and not at Las Vegas where it was planned, uh, my grade for getting a player uh, who you feel can help the secondary, which is a very important part of the game, and a need for the L.A. Rams for sure at the nickel spot and as well as uh, depth at the safety spot. You know, I got to give them an A for getting what that is as far as if it's a good pick and whether it will work out. You know, uh, I can't say that at this time, and neither can anyone out there in the world. If you know what these players are going to do, if you know, I'm just, I'm speaking on behalf of the United States of America and the world. If you know what these players are going to do because you've seen into the future and you know that these are bad picks, for God's sakes, focus on other areas besides football. Tell us what's going to happen in the world in six months, in a year, in five years. Give us a clue. We need to know. Stop thinking about safeties. Start thinking about our safety. Tell me what's going to happen in the world, uh, not what's going to happen with these Rams draft picks. Not with a grade. Uh, in terms of, you know, not the uh, the, the grade, of, but, uh, yeah, the Rams, they've made four picks up to the this point of me uh, grading these players 
and this was the grade for them. And I would say up to the end of round three, you know, everybody loved their day two, it seemed, in terms of the players that they got. Not everybody loved the fits for quote-unquote need, but that does not matter. This has been an episode of a podcast. Uh, at another point, there will be another episode of a di- of a podcast that's the same, but with a different topic because it's a different player. I have another podcast called Goofballs, a football podcast. It's a comedy podcast where we talk to comedians about their favorite football teams, and you can listen to that every Wednesday morning by subscribing to it on a podcast app. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. Goofballs, a football podcast.